-hmm. You're trying to go from employee, an hourly wage equation, to the B side or business side. And get some residuals and stuff. Or in the investor side, the I side. Yeah. Right? So you see that all over the internet now, you know, because of the pandemic and people losing their jobs, people are actually trying to do the stuff that they enjoy doing, whether it's make jerky or make pork rinds or, yeah, you know, um, doing little Etsy shops. Scrapbooking. <laughs> I don't know how you make, how do you make money on scrapbooking? <laughs> Someone could send you their pictures. I guess and you, you could scrapbook do, it for them. I guess you could make like a course on scrapbooking, right, or something like that. Right. Maybe somebody will buy it. I don't know. They're having a whole conference. But yeah, stuff like that, and do doing stuff that you enjoy doing. I wrote a book, London the Googly Goo, available on Amazon. Right. So, so you switched your equation there by providing entertainment for children mm -hmm. instead of working for an hourly wage. You might have spent 5,000 hours on that book. But it's there forever. But it's there, you know, it's there forever. For as long as Amazon exists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and when it does it, I'll find the, the coolest, latest publisher. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'll be a publisher. Right. Don't know yet, but we'll see. But owning this business gives me a certain level of a different equation for taxes as well. Most people's big, biggest expense is taxes, and they don't even know it. It's taken out of their check every week, and they just know how much they're getting paid, how much they're bringing home. Right? Yeah. So owning a business in 2021 because of the pandemic we can take all business related food expenses as a write-off on our taxes right just stuff in general we can write off that mm -hmm. we normally wouldn't be able to if we were regular if you people. go on a, if i go on a sales call or something i can use the mileage for the sales call mm -hmm. you know you have home office. There's a lot of advantages. Um, and my recommendation on that is Tom Wilwright's book. I think it's Tom Wilwright. Look at that. But I definitely recommend uh, looking up the tax laws in your area. The tax laws in your area, getting with your local CPA. You know, to set set up the, to set up the business accounts and and everything. If you want to start a business, um, I definitely recommend the book Lean Startup. Um, that will show you how to start up a business with very little uh, money. Right, like I said, we didn't even have internet, and I opened up an internet company. Yep. So. And that's one thing, you know, that you, when you change your mindset, you, you don't say, I can't do something. You figure out how to make it happen. You figure out how to make it happen. I, if I had to go sit at Harris Teeter. Which you did. And, or the public library. Which you done. 
to create a business, then that's what I had to do. You know, mm-hmm. if I have to answer emails from cell phone instead of a computer, you know, that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. If I have to set up a fr- if I had to set up a free phone number through Google, so that you know I can take phone calls mm-hmm. from people, you know, asking about T-shirts and hats, you know, you did. Then that's what I did. So where there's a will, there's a way, and I definitely think that's uh, something that is very important because a lot of a lot of people, especially people that have been in school for so long, you know, they've been beat down by that system. You know, C C C. You got a C. You got a B. You know, you're never going to be anything because you're a C student, D student, F student. Well, that's not true. That you know, that school is not necessarily looking at what you may be good at, or what right. your talents are, and then pushing you towards those talents, right? So they just grade you. Excuse me. They just grade you based on stuff that based you based off may, of a standard that they created to grade you. It's nothing to do with what you're actually naturally good at. They don't. They don't. Doesn't. That's not a factor. You know, like Meredith is naturally good at selling products. So, maybe know, school Debatable. school never <laughs> school never taught her how to sell a product, right? Uh-huh. She just naturally was able to go say, "Hey, how are you doing? How's your family? It's great to see you. I did this, this, and this this week. Oh, by the way." If you ever need something, let me know. Yeah. You know. I feel like it's build, more of like a helping building relationships. I guess, yeah, I guess what Meredith's really good at is building relationships with people. Yeah. Right? I try. You know. 2020 was a little challenging, but I still have people that reach out to me from 2020. Yeah. That I've helped, so. For sure. And the same with you. So... Really, the number one thing for personal finance is to find out what you're really good at. Mm-hmm. And then invest and then in yourself. Invest in yourself. So that's the number one investment. The number one investment is investing in yourself mm-hmm. to increase your talents, your skills. Yep. And if you can find a company that will do it for you, cool. Go work yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. It's a lot better to mess up on their dime than on your dime. you took it far (laughs) we're not messing up here we're gonna succeed yeah but I get what you're saying you learned that you can learn what they you know their knowledge and they you know what I'm saying you can they want to teach you Adobe and to learn how to video edit and Photoshop and all that kind of stuff cool yeah learn absolutely go that benefits you sit there and make $12 an hour and learn how to do that Mm-hmm. And that benefits you. And then when you're proficient at it, go do it on your own. If you enjoy it. And if you enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are very few people that actually enjoy doing that stuff, but it's so time like, for me. It's just so time consuming, and like literally, I could sit here all day, and the whole day would go by, and I mm-hmm. would still not be done 
because I'm a perfectionist and I'll be like this whole day and I have so much other stuff on my plate that I have to do. But I'm getting, I'm trying to get over that. I'm trying to work through that, through those challenges because, you know, sometimes I could sit and do nothing and I could have been doing that for a couple hours. I, I just like to start and finish something. Right. But sometimes you have to start and then put it down and then Combat. I'm just, I've just, I've never been that person. I got to work on that. The struggle. And that's difficult when you're working and doing that. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're technically somebody's all day. Mm-hmm. If you're working for someone else and then when your shift's over, then, you know, then you're working for you on weekends, you know, you're working for you. It's, it's just a lot. It's been a lot. But it's very rewarding. If you have a good partner, they pick up most of the slack. So. <laughs> right. So for me, you know, I'm not able to learn after I work an eight-hour shift. But when I wake up early, I'm able to learn. You have the attention span and the focus right. to do it. Well, my mind is just not tired, right? Right. So I adjusted my schedule because of that. So instead of going to bed at midnight and waking up 30 minutes before work and rolling into work, I go to bed at 9 o'clock and wake up at 3, 3.30. And anything I want to learn, I learn at that time. So if I wanted to learn a new language, I would sit there and learn a new language. If I wanted to learn how to code a website, Mm -hmm. I would sit there and learn how to code a website at 3.30 in the morning. And it also helps that nobody was up to bother you. I'm a bother? Absolutely. Distraction. Beautiful. I just throw you off. You just walk across the room and I'm distracted. ADHD. I feel the same but, way about you. But um, you're a beautiful distraction. But there's a lot of people. So say you work in California. If you go into work at nine o'clock in California, it's already lunchtime in New York, right? Mm-hmm. So the stock market's already been open three hours by the time you're even going into work. All right, so you wanna learn how to trade stocks, trade stocks at that time. Learn, wake, wake up, up wake up at 6 a.m. Oh, it's all on one time zone? Yeah, it's all in New York time. So Eastern? Eastern time, yeah. Interesting. Wait, what if New York doesn't, New York, do, they don't participate in daylight savings time? Yeah, they do. They turn the clock back too? Mm-hmm. Oh. And forward and back. Oh, okay. I thought they didn't for some reason. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, so if you live out in California, New York's already been awake long before you even get to work. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to get up a couple hours early and look at the stock market, learn about the stock market, you know, 
And if you're like most people and you don't enjoy stuff like that, you can always invest in index funds and uh, and Ray Dalio's all-weather fund strategy, right? There's a way to do everything. You just have to get it in your mind that you can do it, that you can learn. And make it happen. And make it happen. You know, for most people, automating their personal finances is going to be the best way for them, right? Hmm. Most people, if they have $1,000 in their pocket, they're going to spend it. I don't automate anything. So... I pay my bills when they come in. Right, so imagine all that's on automatic payment. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that. Right. I mean, some of my stuff's on automatic, but... Yeah, I get it. Right, so for me... You know, I had so many credit cards, there's no way to keep up to make sure that I've made a payment <laughs> on all those credit cards that were maxed out because I was in college. Mm. We need to pay that credit card that you put the um, the car on. Next month, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. But so I, <laughs> I have all my credit cards on automatic draft. So I don't miss, I'm not late on a payment. Because you get fees if you're late on a payment. Right? I just don't slip up. I mean, you didn't even have a credit card until <laughs> a couple years ago. I know, so. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't slip up. I've only been a credit card holder for two years. No, I'm just kidding. It's been like four. But, you know, so certain things like that, you know, you make automatic. So you don't have to worry about whether you paid it on time. Now, some people are so behind in the times that they don't even have it where you can make automatic payments like that. And for those, you have to set reminders in your phone, like, hey, you need to pay this, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, most people are gonna be benef are gonna have a benefit to make their personal finance automatic right now for for us the use of a cashback credit card is a must right mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. you know we're buying stuff to fix up our house you know we use our credit card got cash back for that Big expenses, we get cash back for. Business expenses, get cash back at, cash back for. So, yeah, it's a no-brainer to get a cash back card, but we pay it off before it's due, or when it's due. Everyone. We don't let it linger. We don't like let the interest rate, you know, catch up. We don't pay it a couple months later. Like we pay it that month, and we try not to overspend what we make. 